Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Good morning and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women here on Business Radio X. As you guys know, this um, series is presented by CAB Incorporated. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. It is also brought to you in part by McCarthy Building Companies and Cat Rangers. This morning, I am joined by Lisa Zakin, the Executive Director of Leadership Gwinnett. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Amanda. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to coordinate as we were trying to get this going pre-pandemic. Right. And we were set back several months, but now I get to see your smiling face today in studio, and it was worth the wait. Well, perfect. I'm honored to be part of this group. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. And I will say, just because we want to sh give some love and some shout outs as well, we're joined by two beautiful young ladies here that are um, observing with us. Why don't you give them a shout out? So this is the team. This is the core group. Brooke Waters is program manager, and Logan Serrano is our community I just gave you a new title, Logan. Ooh. She's Marketing and Communications um, Director. Director. So we are just excited to have her and Brooke. And this is the and team. The Brooke's team in the house. been with us uh, going on seven years and Logan completing her third. So Wow. Well, you've got an all-star yeah. team. And we're going to dive right in really quickly. I want to make sure that we provide our listeners with a clear understanding of what Leadership Gwinnett does and uh, kind of the differentiation between the other facets within the um, community. Sure. Maybe you can expand a little bit. Absolutely. I think sometimes people um, get a little confused and say, are you part of the chamber? And, and what do you do? Are you a networking group? Do you do leads? And the answer is uh, a little bit of that, but mostly no. Uh, we're an independent 501c3 organization that dedicates our life to educating, equipping, and engaging our community leaders. And um, quite simply, to really kind of dumb it down, is we provide the platform for leaders in our community to make an impact in our community. Um, we educate them, we inspire them, we um, give them hope for a unified community. We equip them with the tools to build a family of respected leaders that trust each other. Um, and we engage them to tackle community issues that are tough, um, that are neat, you know, discussions that need to be had. And yeah. um, with all the, the end result is to create a more positive, advanced Gwinnett County. Now, you've been doing this for several years here, not only within this role, but you've been involved in the nonprofit sector for over 30 years. Correct. So obviously I, you have a passion that drives you that underlines, um, you know, what you do for our community. Right. Where did that inspiration or where did that spirit kind of come from? Um, I have no idea. Honestly, you were born with I, it. No. And, and if I probably had to do it all over again, I'm not sure I would have picked it. It um, picked you. It's not the most lucrative income, <laughs> although it's it does well. Um, but, um, you know, when I was young, I didn't really have anybody pushing me. You know, what is what are you going to where are you going to go to college? What are you going to do? What 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 is your what's your strengths? Um, and it's kind of sad, but I moved to Georgia uh, in 1980 and um, applied for my first job and got it and it was with an engineering association and I spent 22 years there. 
That's really cool. I was reading that in your bio before Mm -hmm. um, the show. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about like going from engineering to the world that you're in now. Kind of bridge that gap for us. Right. So, you know, IIE, Institute of Industrial Engineers, was the organization. They were nonprofit as well. And so their mission was to really educate and and engage people in the industrial engineering profession sort of after after the fact. It was their professional organization. So, you know, I did a lot of the same things. Uh, It was membership related. Um, program related, event related. Um, but after about 20 years in Gwinnett, and I've lived in Gwinnett for 40 years, and I just thought, you know, there's got to be more. But I'm not the type to just jump out there and change. So it took me about seven years to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and I made a connection through the Gwinnett Chamber at the time and um, actually met with their CEO at the time, but there was Who no was position. The uh, Richard Tucker. Okay. So Richard in there, they were in their small building over off of 316, mm-hmm. just the little, by the little schoolhouse there. Um, but I, it, to me, it meant something. I wanted to do something that, you know, could affect real change. And so I dogged him for about, I don't know, six or eight months until he hired me as their membership director and had a great three year stint there. And while I was there at the chamber running their management or their membership program, I went through Leadership Gwinnett, and at the time, Leadership Gwinnett was part of the chamber. It was born in the chamber, and and for 28 years had been part of the chamber until we um, separated out um, just about six years ago. So when I went through the program, I had no idea. I had already been in the community for so long, but I had no idea what a chamber did. I definitely didn't know about Leadership Gwinnett, and once I took part in that it was like what they say drank in the (laughs) kool-aid exactly and i was i was i was bit and so i stayed involved as an alum Uh, i wrote their newsletters monthly i was you know really involved and stayed connected and i knew i stayed connected to the leaders in that organization so when that position came open it was a no-brainer no-brainer tell me um how you kind of transformed you know you mentioned um the separation i guess for lack of better terms um from the chamber which you mentioned resources and our chamber does a fantastic job of providing us here in gwinnett resources um taking it outside of that chamber arena and kind of making it your own and spearheading it into something different uh share with us a little bit about sure. that transition so that was a long time in coming and when we became in 2007 we created the leadership Gwinnett foundation so uh there was a, a small board associated with that but what we realized as an organization is we were going to have a tough time growing um and gr- growing with this growing community if we didn't have some money and so we needed to launch our own capital campaign, uh, which we did in 2013. Um, hired a professional firm, um, raised $975,000 over a five-year period. Dang. This is how much the community believed in our, in our organization. organization and wanted us to grow. And so Dang part of a million dollars. I know. Wow. We were 25000 short, sure, too. Wow. We were so close <laughs> to a million. But with that, then we could bring Brooke on board and we could um, start Glance Gwinnett, the shorter, more community-based program. Yes. Um, and then later down the road, when we really started to um, put wheels to it, we got to hire Logan. And so, you know. You started our, building your team. Yeah. And it's just, it's phenomenal and Mm -hmm. the chamber is a huge supporter our offices are there Mm -hmm. Uh, we operate under a memorandum of understanding and we are great great partners Partners, yeah but in order for us to grow we had to get out and we had to get on our own because you had to 
seek and utilize different resources and right. needed to them to be allocated specifically specifically to, to us right yeah and we couldn't do it under that under their arm like that so if you don't mind me asking because i'm very curious um what is the driving funds like currently presently you're reliant on people's donations right all so, day every day um, that's what tuition, fuels the engine yeah tuition we try to keep tuition for the long program the signature program uh, low enough it's three thousand two hundred fifty dollars for the nine month program um, Glance Gwinnett is not application based like the long program, and it is um, six, you know six hundred dollars for a two and a half day program, and, it, and it's a sneak peek really of mm -hmm. what we're all about. So the combination of those two programs, the tuition doesn't nearly cover it because we try to make it cost effective. Right. So the rest of it's literally sponsorships and donations, oh, um, cool. and we have an alumni association where we have dues, uh, and for those dues we that's how we provide all the services so right. the money so that comes like in goes out right kind of like an association yeah all right very yep. neat but it's 50 percent of it's relied on our corporate partners mm -hmm. and thank god for our corporate partners love our corporate partners yep. shout out yep um i want to take a, a a trip back back if you don't mind you'd mentioned uh pittsburgh originally <laughs> and i'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about lisa before she came to georgia so we were kind of laughing and joking and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna say it <laughs> before the show we were laughing with the ladies about this interesting story that you have um about pittsburgh and a grand prix and i'll just tee it up like that and let you share but i know it's exciting and i can't wait to hear it so the floor is yours oh well thanks well so i left my little town of sharon pennsylvania population twenty thousand. um on a fluke went to college again i had nobody really behind me what's your college where where do you test out where's your passion what are you going to do nothing none of that i think it was the era mm -hmm. um so i only went to robert morris university then it was a college because my friend from high school was going there i didn't know what they did i didn't know their degrees i didn't know how much money it cost i was just going and so i went and it was the best experience of my life um not only did i get a great education there i got a business um, education degree i didn't uh i i met some of the greatest people that i'm still friends with today and then of course i met my husband there it was a blind date yay um who set you guys up um his roommate and so well, you're I actually a lot of thought, leaps of faith out there. I right? know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought I was meeting the other roommate. I wasn't sure who was who, but when he showed up, I was like, "Well, he looks pretty good too." So, yeah. Either or. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. So, and what is your husband's name? Tom Zakin. Tom. Yeah. So you yep. met Tom in college. Yeah. And you guys, you did dated, school together. Dated all through college, and then he. He was a sports management major, so he was doing some internships. He did, he, wor he went to Detroit and worked for the Detroit Pistons, and so we did a long-distance relationship in Detroit, and then he moved to Atlanta. We did long-distance in Atlanta, and then you finally came to he, Atlanta. Yeah. So, he, so yes. was him being here the reason that you yeah. left and came to Atlanta? Again, no aspirations. Oh, you're I a just risk landed here. Right? Yeah. I didn't say, gosh, what part of the country can I live in? He and had a job here. I was coming here. And know? so it was here to Gwinnett that you came when yeah. you came to Georgia? Wow. And you've been here ever since. Yeah. And the Grand Prix thing is literally all we had together was enough to fit in the back of a 72 Grand Prix. Bright orange. That's what my dad my dad gave it to us. Uh, and we drove it to Georgia in a little townhome on Jimmy Carter Boulevard and mm -hmm. just set up shop. We had no one here. We knew no one. Made a beautiful life. Um, and we really did. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look back and I think part of the reason why we've made it 40 years is because we had to. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep but pushing, yeah, yeah. And so together you have a son. Yes, and 
He is. He's 30, almost 32 years old. And um, also, you have some grandbabies. Yes, yes. And they have a beautiful little family. I've got a seventh grader uh, grandson, fourth grader granddaughter, and then a kindergartner grandson. Ooh. So they they're very busy. busy. Yeah. They live close Active. by, and we get to see them a lot. That's nice. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you've got the family um, aspect down, your transition here to Georgia, and you shared with us um, about the robust things that you do within the program here of Leadership Gwinnett. I'd like to know, you mentioned several times that nobody was really telling you where to go or what to do. Um, the passion to keep driving and to keep focused and to keep persevering. Where do you think you kind of got those qualities? Would you say that your one of your parents was a mentor to you, or was there someone that kind of reached back and pulled you forward yeah it was an interesting it's an interesting mix of how I got to where I am but when I was with IIE there were many uh, directors and vice presidents there that saw something in me that I never saw so they kept elevating me to positions and I would be gracious and take it and then I'd go home and say to my husband I can't do this I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I'm talking about um, I can't google this I can't there's no internet you know so I, I I just I don't think I can do it I don't think I'd do it and he every single time pushed me you can do it you can do it and I never wanted to disappoint him so I did it and I made it better and then I got the next promotion and the next promotion and the next promotion so it was just always probably pretty much for him mm -hmm. um, my mom was a pretty big influencer in my life but unfortunately she passed away when I was 30 mm. and that was my only female figure in my family or close to me right. that I had and now that was gone and so again, I just drew in and really hung on to Tom. It mm -hmm. was just the two of us, two of us. So through IIE and the, and the promotions and the people that had great faith in me, uh, by the time I got to the chamber, I was in my 40s and now managing girls that are in their 20s. Mm -hmm. And there was just such a gap in what happened to me. Like, you know, what's happening here? How did I get this old already? And um, Wait, hold on one second. If 40 is old, then yeah. I need help, okay? Well, that's okay. I'm in my 60s now. So, no, 40 is not old. 40 is young. But when you're 40, you think, God, what happened to my 20s right. and my 30s? But um, so in, I think, right about 42, I, um, I invested in a professional coach, my own. And for a, a year, I didn't even tell my husband I did it. I, and I didn't tell anybody I was working with I did it. I just had weekly meetings with her, took a whole bunch of tests, laid it out what you know what drove me what motivated what my behavior style was what made me happy what made me sad and all of that and worked through it and what there was was a giant gap in um on the outside i was this frenetic high achiever always getting the job done always being appreciated always getting awards and then inside i was this frazzled frail you know negative self-talking mess hmm. and so inside took over a lot of times on the, on the outside, outside and I just struggled 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 and she helped me identify that and we fixed it wow mm -hmm. I've heard I've heard great things um I recently I don't know if you know Joy Mitchell I was recently yeah. chatting with her and she's also uh, a life coach or a personal coach type deal and I find it very interesting how many people uh in the workforce seek out someone like that for personal development that kind of uh, encompasses you know mm -hmm. the corporate side and then also what they're trying mm -hmm. to achieve in their own personal um, development and you mentioned something that stood out to me you said the inner talk the negative mm -hmm. monologue that mm -hmm. we have and women are notorious mm -hmm. for speaking to ourselves poorly 
I am personally asking you because I experienced that, how you overcame that portion. I understand you have to redirect, you have to retrain and just drill all the positivity and affirmation into your mind. But when does it become um, fluid or inadvertent and you don't have to think about doing it anymore and it's just a part of your everyday life? How did you achieve that? I am curious. I think when you've got that negative self-talk going on, it never goes away. You just have to talk against it. I mean, and it does get easier. I mean, and you recognize it a lot faster as time goes on. It's just, it just takes time. And you have to put forth sort of the power of positive intention. I mean, I try to spend every morning early. I'm an early riser now. I don't have kids at home. You know, did, did that, been there, done that. It's more about me now. And so I try to focus on the power of positive intention, what I, what I want to get done for the day, um, what I can do good for others. Mm. Um, and then just sort of erase that negative talk. The other thing I did for a long time was journal. I did what she called morning pages. Huh. Um, I've got to probably get those burned at some point because <laughs> I don't want anything to happen to me and people to come to my house and, and read, read my the- innermost thoughts. But boy, did it help. It yeah, helped eliminate it the minutia in your mind because mm-hmm. my mind raced all the time with junk that got in my way. Did you ever go back and read your journals? Oh, or yeah. did you just write them down do. and get it out? And then No, I read my journals and I also read what... Um, I read all the notes that I had with my coach, Jennifer Whitaker. And huh. I think she still is doing coaching. it. Yeah. Very I think nice. She's still coaching. And, and she just, she made a, an enormous difference in my life. Good for you mm-hmm. for recognizing that and then seeking out mm-hmm. um, a method to correct it. But it just takes time. Yeah. It takes time. And, okay. and, and be good to yourself. That's all. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to remind our listeners out there that this series would not be possible without um, our partners at McCarthy. And McCarthy is a community-based general contractor specializing in healthcare, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They are committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long-term strategic goals. The partnership for McCarthy's women excuse me, the, the women's partnership for McCarthy believes that diverse perspectives drive better outcomes. And that's why they're thrilled to support this series. Lisa, some of that verbiage was actually in something that you put here and I highlighted it about diversity. So the program that you oversee your baby here in Gwinnett, um, you guys educate, equip and engage diverse leaders. So talk a little bit about the importance of diversity, not only in the workplace, um, but you know, in general, and then your experience with it uh, within your program? Well, I think that's where um, Gwinnett Glue comes into place because if you think about it, and and I want to give a special shout out to one of our uh, founding fathers, T. Michael Tennant and his family, who who actually paid for the patent to Gwinnett Glue. He also paid for the patent for Educate, Equip, Engage, and for Glance Gwinnett. So shout out. We are eternally grateful to him to emblaze that into history for us um, but with Glint, Gwinnett Glue um, we all house our perspective in different silos and we exist where we're comfortable and um, the trust and respect between those silos really kind of breeds that adhesive that's um, among different perspectives and so we call it the glue because we want to mend our community fractures and we want to smooth out what holds us together for a better stronger Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. With that comes the understanding of the diverse perspectives that are in our community. And so not everybody understands what Leadership Gwinnett does. Not any, any, not everybody even really even wants to be part of that. Some of the silo communities are happy right where they are. But essentially it, the bottom line is, is we all want the same thing. We want good schools for our kids. We want higher education. We want companies to hire those kids that graduate from our schools. We want good health care. We want 911 to supply us good 
paramedics and firefighters. We want a good healthcare system. Everybody is here for the same reason. Um, and until you seek to understand the perspectives of all um, and help that frame what you do in this community, you know, That's I don't know why anybody impact. wouldn't do it. Right. You know, I don't know why if I were king of the world, I would say that every elected official had to go through Leadership Gwinnett, the program, before they even ran for public office. Yeah, so because they can learn how, all, all the how, how do you know? How do you know who the leaders are making the decisions in every aspect? Not just business, but the government and community and economic development, healthcare, mm -hmm. and justice, and you know, all, all of that. I just don't know how how you could represent your community without that knowledge okay. and without understanding the history and how we got here. Speaking of history, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, you know, you hear the old adage, leaders are readers, or great leaders are readers. Uh, we were talking about podcasts before the show, and I wanted to ask you personally, are you reading anything um, that you might recommend right now, or have you finished something here recently that you would like to share a little bit about that may or may not have impacted you? Again, this isn't any real big aspiration. I try to read, but I go so fast all day, I open a <laughs> book and I'm out. Um, so, and I only have a two and a half mile commute to work, so I don't have time to listen to Even podcasts. To podcast, but man. I do try to carve out time. I like TED Talks. I like to get very specific. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes on TED Talks, it'll give me a shot or a boost on something. And I like Brene Brown. Um, I like her. She's a research professor from uh, University of Houston, I think. And she has some great podcast series and books. And nice. I, I would like to do more oh, because yeah. learning is one of my personal values. Mm -hmm. I just don't get enough of it with. I understand. Yeah. That's kind of why I turn to podcasting these mm -hmm. days because I don't have as much time to literally read. And oftentimes in the evening, it will put me to sleep yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to recommend to you really quickly because I'm a big fan of NPR podcasts and they have one that's called Shortwave and it is hilarious. It's these two comical gals, but it's very informational. And the longest one is 15 minutes. So Perfect. you might enjoy Shortwave. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're that's welcome. a great idea. Absolutely. So I wanted to um, kind of point out, you may or you may not have seen it yourself, but in taking on this role here with Leadership Gwinnett, and you were mentioning all the adhesive references with the glue, um, and the two ladies that are sitting here with us, you've kind of been the glue that held this team here together. You built it, you started assembling um, all, all of the people that you needed to be successful, and now I see you guys as a very cohesive tight-knit group that are doing great things for Gwinnett so I think you Lisa are also the glue that kind of holds your team together that adhesive well thanks of course yeah a little sticky sometimes but <laughs> <laughs> sticky's good um throughout your time in school or throughout your time you know kind of advancing within your career were you faced with any obstacles, not necessarily about gender, but any obstacles that you look back on that were kind of paramount for where you're at today? A pivotal point or something that impacted you in a manner that kind of just, you know, was was that, that push or something that you um, think back on? I think, you know, with IIE, I mean, I started as um, an administrative assistant to the office services manager and there was probably 50 people that worked there and the they had 90,000 members worldwide for this organization so I was working for the office services manager and 12 years later I had 14 different positions in that company and I left as the associate executive director I was never going to be executive director because I didn't have an industrial engineering degree I really should have because it's a wonderful profession I think by the time I left there they awarded me with a scholarship in my name um, the Lisa C. Zakin Excellence in Industrial Engineering Scholarship. 
And I think at that point in my life, I was like, wow, I really did do something good. You know, it wasn't my brilliance. I think it was just my tenacity mm -hmm. and my stick to And I didn't quit like I wanted to do 500 times, but I just stuck it out and I hung on to the people trying to lift me up and, and just, you know, took a leap of faith with them. So I think once I got that, I was like, well, maybe I really do have something. There you go. So then I went to the chamber and it was a whole different world. You know, I had been with these engineers worldwide, didn't know what was going on in my backyard, got to the chamber um, and assembled a team, a sales team and did great things. And then from there moved into Leadership Gwinnett and still doing great things. Yeah, I mean, I just, <laughs> I don't know, my husband always says, you know, you could be an 80 percenter you know he's like a lot of the population's 80 percent and they get by just fine but, but you're I'm, 110 i'm an always 110 percenter <laughs> i'm always There's nothing and wrong i with don't that. know how to turn that off so. good for you don't ever turn it i know off. i'm getting a little tired though <laughs> tell me a little bit about some of the um the boards or committees that you serve on i know that you have a great responsibility here in gwinnett share some of the other things that you do as far as service so I work as, uh, I'm on the board of directors for um, the GSLT, which is the Gwinnett Student Leadership Team. And so that's a, a subset of students out of the Gwinnett County School System. They get run through an amazing leadership program. Again, it's kind of competitive to get in, but these kids uh, starting, um, I think, definitely their sophomore year, sophomore, junior, and senior year are educated by the best in Gwinnett and really the nation. They bring in a lot of great speakers for them. So I'm on that board. Mm -hmm. Fun to see that group just um, thrive. And I'm also real active with the uh, ALP, which is the Association of Leadership Professionals. Oh. Actually, programs, Association right. of Leadership Programs. Um, and I'm the uh, ambassador for the state of Georgia to encourage other leadership organizations in Georgia to be part of that group, which is an amazing group, especially during this pandemic. I bet. Because these are people from across the nation that do the same stuff we do. Um, but that, you know, we, so we just, we just steal each other's ideas because we're not in competition with each other. I think it's a meeting of the mind. Yeah. You kind of put all your resources together. It's interesting to see how what worked for someone else and how it can work for you. So sharing those thoughts, I think, is very beneficial to all members. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I just wanted to thank you so much for coming in today. And I wanted to ask you just as as such a powerhouse woman here, it's obvious to see that you lead these two ladies and you lead your team. Um, you know, with enthusiasm and fortitude, and you're such a great participant here in Gwinnett. Uh, what would your advice be to a young professional or anybody kind of new to the area because you are the go-to Gwinnett gal? Um, other than becoming involved with either one of your programs, what would you kind of um, encourage them to do or what would you recommend in order for them to kind of uh, begin that, that path to acceleration? To seek to understand what's in the community first, like learn about what the chamber does and learn about what Leadership Gwinnett does and Glance Gwinnett does, you know, beyond your work responsibility and where you are and and try to push to at least get into Glance Gwinnett. It's a community program and it is a great, really quick way to meet people, understand the history, understand economic development, how we tick, mm -hmm. um, and then bring, you know, it's all about relationships. It's the relationships and the trust that you bond with, with that group that you carry forever. I lacked that for a long time just because I didn't even know it was there. Again, it's pre-internet. Right. Right. I couldn't Google anything. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find resources. I, I didn't know. All I knew is that people would call me and say, hey, do you want to join the chamber? I'm like, chamber? Why would we want to? What is that? Well, no, we don't want to join the chamber. That was my only exposure. You know? Right. 
my first 20 years here. But there's so much more, and I think technology Advanced plays that, that role. Yeah. And, and just seek to understand and jump in. I mean, and if participate in networking events. Right. And if just, you're passionate about it, just learn and create the relationships. Because mm-hmm. it's people, it's what is what drives this. I would agree. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I've met several ladies um, here, not just ladies, but several people that the core group that they kind of went through the program with, they are still phenomenal yeah. resources to each other. Like they, they're mm-hmm. buds now and mm-hmm. they can still, or they'll even reference that person and say, oh yeah, I did at a glance with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like a graduating class mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to graduate from, from your class. Yeah, I know. We can't <laughs> wait for you too. Yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit before the show about fur babies and you shared with me that you had a cat that passed well I've got great news for you Lisa I'm gonna gonna give you a little bit of information about one of our other partners and that's cat rangers fantastic saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time they are the special forces of cat rescue and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes cat rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today there you go. That's the answer to your problem. That's awesome. You need to go let off some steam. Yeah. And you want to enjoy the fur baby without all of the responsibility. You go to Cat Rangers and enjoy a cup of coffee and pet those kitties. That's fantastic. Uh, yes. Thanks. They're great partners of ours. And I know that you um, yourself know how, how difficult it can be to raise funds in an environment like that. Um, Lisa, I want to thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for joining us and sharing your, your pearls of wisdom with our audience. Thank you for doing this and thank you for lifting women up in the community everybody out there listening if this is your first time thank you so much for joining us today if you are returning hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a beat you know you can access all of our uh, archived episodes on businessradiox.com by selecting the Gwinnett studio and selecting the Rosie the Riveter icon for celebrating powerhouse women Stay connected with us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. Our shows are also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Lisa, where do you listen to your podcasts? Um, of course, I listen to Powerhouse Women. On um, iTunes? Yeah. And iTunes. iTunes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you guys, until next time, I am Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.